thank you for joining the Business Over Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Rosenthal, and we are going to be jumping into another great episode, learning how I am starting to grow this business. All right, all right. Looks like we are jumping right in today. For whatever reason, usually I have a little go live button to click, but that didn't come up today. Just jumped me right in. So I'm just going to adapt and go for it. So anyway, I, as you saw in my uh, description here, the goal for today's um, conversation is going to be the intersection between sales and marketing. Uh, this has been a learning curve that I've needed to scale. Um, for those of you who don't know my background, I started off uh, wanting to be a doctor, uh, went to school for bio pre-med, took the MCAT, the whole nine, got super burnt out, uh, wasn't really the life that I think I was cut out for. So pivoted over into sales, specifically within medical device. You know, I figured I could leverage my biology degree, all the anatomy and physiology that I've been learning in uh, um, college at Wheaton College and pivot into medical device. So I started to learn sales, started to learn what uh, good sales looks like, uh, especially sales with pure intent um, that is derived from good process, uh, that has motivations focused on the customer, things like that. Uh, it's been a really great learning experience. So I started off at Hyozen Dental Implants, selling imp uh, dental implants for them. Then I pivoted, or I guess moved into Stryker Orthopedics and sold their trauma line, uh, which got a little bit of my fix. I was able to uh, you know, sell within the OR, consult within the OR, and got my fix on that. So anyway, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here today. What kind of coffee are you guys drinking? Uh, um, so anyway, so then I, I was at Stryker, learned how to sell at a great organization there, and then after you know, selling with that organization for about a year, I then moved over into uh, selling software. And that really highlighted the need for good quality marketing uh, when it comes to sales. And oh, it looks like my audio is peaking here a little bit. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. Um, good quality marketing when it comes to sales. So what does that look like? I think um, one thing that I've noticed is that I am not an expert by any means in marketing. And especially, you know, there's, there's kind of buckets of marketing as I've learned here. You got traditional, digital, and social. Traditional being, you know, your billboards, print, um, t you know, television or radio. Uh, your digital being mar or email marketing, uh, say, you know, pay-per-click Google uh, type uh, marketing or programmatic display ads, which, you know, banner ads, sidebar ads, um, which I was recently recommended by that coach that I talked to to look at that. Uh, but we'll get into that in a second. But then uh, social, you know, the, the obviously the social platforms, but what does quality marketing look like on a social platform? Um, one of the things that I've been learning a lot about is uh, the media within social media is social. So when you think about television, that's not a social media outlet. There's no one interacting with their television as they're watching it. 
Whereas a YouTube video like this one, if somebody logs in, it's social. You could hop in the chat and say, hey, what's up, Steven? How's it going? How's everybody doing? <laughs> and it is um, social to interact with that media platform. Um, and that's really interesting to me because I think that that is really where some intersection could really play out well. So for instance, traditional marketing, if you're trying to develop a, you know, a Super Bowl commercial, very hard to see where the intersection between sales and marketing, say if Accenture was going to do a Super Bowl commercial, it's very hard to see, well, how is that going to correlate to a one-to-one -one sales process with GM for uh, you know, management consulting? Whereas if you're looking at social media and the social interaction, it's a marketing, so it's a one-to-many, uh, you know, like this, uh, I've got one viewer here today, so this is one-to-one, -one, so I guess it's this more of a sales thing, but typically marketing is one-to-many. You look at somebody like Gary Vee, he's marketing for the now, he's got, you know, a couple tens of thousands of people on his uh, webinar there. I think that is obviously a one-to-many. However, it's very social. There could be one-on-one -on -one interactions within that media outlet. So, Anyway, so more on a philosophical uh, standpoint, looking at the intersection between sales and marketing. So one of the things as I've tried to start scaling this curve has been storytelling. Now, I've always been told and it's been successful for myself that salespeople are effective when they tell stories, when they have high quality stories to tell about different customers, about the market, about how they've achieved the results that this uh, potential customer is looking to achieve. And that's really interesting to me uh, when you think about marketing. Uh, coffee's a little cold today. Went on a, a run in the pouring rain and coffee got a little cold. Anyway, so storytelling. So then when I'm trying to scale this marketing uh, curve and understand what's going on there, sorry, my looks like I'm a little blurry here. Let's see if I can fix it. Um, a lot of it has to do with storytelling again. So when you're looking at telling stories in marketing, you're looking at a little bit more of a generalist story, maybe somebody, a story that could uh, hit people at different stages. Um, whereas in a selling engagement, you're really trying to get uh, you know, comfortable with talking to that particular person kind of one-on-one. -on -one. So anyway, I was listening to another podcast yesterday and they were talking about how marketing at its definition is really just storytelling. Um, so that was, that was cool to me, uh, to think about how storytelling could be an intersection between sales and marketing. Um, the other thing that they had talked about was the audience. So when they were saying when you hop on to something like this or you hop on to your Instagram TV series or your um, you know, Twitter for a, you know, a, a 50 character tweet, you're, you should think about talking to one person um, and not think about being like, hey, everybody, uh, you know, I've got a show for, for this, this and this today. They were talking about make it applicable to one person that helps one narrow your focus, get really niched down. So for instance, in this show in particular, 
My focus is in people who are interested in following my journey um, as an entrepreneur. So, you know, that might look like, you know, I, for instance, I have a CPA who's been following me um, and who I've been interacting and been following them as well. So, you know, someone that's early to middle aged, that's, um, you know, also on an entrepreneurial journey who is feeling like a little bit like a loner. Um, who wants to engage with content that makes them feel like a community and that they could learn something about how to scale their own business or start their own business. Um, so that's kind of the, been the audience or the person that I've been directing my Business Over Breakfast show towards. The other thing uh, on a philosophical perspective between sales and marketing has been intent. And I mentioned this earlier when you were t when I started talking about what I've learned in my journey as a salesperson. You know, I always forget to record. Dang it. Whatever. Um, so there's I use this software called OBS and I can record. You know, it obviously records on YouTube, but I can also record on this and then have my admins cut this up and uh, and you know post it onto social channels in the future, um, but forgot. Bummer. I just got to figure out why this is so blurry here. But um, anyway, so the um, what I was getting at was intent. So looking at the intent of your um, media is super important to me because you're looking at how you can engage with somebody in a very real way. So how, how can you engage with your potential prospect in a way that is of high intent? Um, that's been something that's been super important to me as uh, both a, a man of faith, a Christian, as well as a business person who's focused on others. So thinking about intent and how are you choosing to engage a potential customer or a market in a high intent, high integrity, high quality uh, capacity and manner? Now, like I had mentioned, you know, I kind of came up in my career so far in sales. And obviously, my first company being an outsourced sales, I guess my first full time company being an outsourced sales company, it kind of made sense. Um, you know, for like I had mentioned on a previous show, I do sales and marketing for software companies in that brand and am looking to scale that by focusing on podcasting for brands. So, you know, gonna be using this uh, tool and this medium as a podcast as well, the Business Over Breakfast. Um, but it's been interesting how in my sales career, I it was a lot of on-the-job training. OBJ, right, on-the-job training, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I learned sales through being thrown into the refiner's fire and some people don't believe in that. I, however, definitely do. Um, and that's been really cool. So I wanted to talk a little bit of, though about what it's looked like um, for me to kind of scale the marketing curve. Um, that's been a challenge. Uh, especially since I am not really a marketer at heart. I, uh, it didn't necessarily come as naturally to me. Um, 
And that is something that I've needed to be super conscious of and understanding of that I am not, you know, a natural uh, marketer, but that doesn't mean it can't be learned. So that's been something that I've been focused on learning. And the way that I typically hit a learning curve is through massive action. So for instance, when I came into selling trauma equipment, my uh, go-to methodology for learning how to engage and sell within a new market was to attend every possible surgery that I could um, in that time. So, you know, that, that meant in Delaware, we didn't have a whole lot of surgeries that I was able to attend. In South Jersey, there was something like 10 to 20 to 30 surgeries going on a day. Um, and I was able to go in to at least three to five of those surgeries every single day and learn how do I sell with quality intent and in high integrity with a passion for people and for the surgeon and for the patient? And how do I scale that and learn that through massive action? That's been super important. When I came into software, um, you know, I, I read a ton of books about software, trying to learn what a server was, what virtualization was, Hyper-V, uh, you know, on-premise, SaaS, you know, all these different things, not to mention what a, a manufacturing, corporate purchasing in accounts payable process looks like, you know, the PO to the receiving process to the, um, the you know invoicing process to the remittance to how do companies integrate you know from the you know corporate to purchasing to accounts payable um and even on the ar side sales to ar um it's really interesting how massive action has been a kind of a cornerstone way in which that i like to scale a learning curve for instance, you know, my uh, bookshelf there is massive action towards investing, towards entrepreneurial uh, endeavors, towards selling, uh, business planning, all those different um, various aspects of my career that have been important information. I call it just in time information. So I, you know, as you know, I sell a lot within the manufacturing space and they talk about just in time manufacturing, which basically is I want product to show up at my customer's door. The moment that they need to put that bumper on the car, that's when I want that product to show up at the customer's door if I'm manufacturing bumpers. So just in time information for me has been, okay, I'm struggling to get leads into the door. Uh, for us, the software company at a high, um, high scale and high, not high intent, high expectation rate. And I can expect that these leads are going to come in consistently. That has been uh, the information that I need just in time in order to perform well. So what that's looked like is I have started to take massive action towards learning marketing. So I, I purchased a platform called Hootsuite that has a really great academy on learning how to engage and market in social channels and is a awesome tool set to do that in a very targeted way. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, I am a user of social media for entertainment. 
um, in some ways. So it's challenging when I come in with a business perspective and business mindset to cut through the noise that I would typically engage with uh, through entertainment um, and make sure that I'm focused on what I came into that platform to do. Hootsuite has enabled through their tabs and streams uh, for me to target and focus on my engagement. So I'm going to be setting up things like, uh, you know, a stream on hashtag podcast across multiple platforms so that I can engage with all content that's being posted with a hashtag podcast on it. Um, you know, that's one of the ways in social media, uh, talking to many people is by engaging with content in a high quality way so that people get to know your brand, get to know you, get to know your voice and where your value is uh, within the market. So massive action. The other thing that I've been doing that I uh, tend to do, like I just mentioned, is read books. So I read This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Uh, been listening to some of the podcasts with Seth. Uh, Tim Ferriss is a master marketer uh, and is unapologetic about who he is and what his intent is is selfishly um, and the intersection between his intent and his customer or audience's intent with his programs and with his marketing. So the Tim Ferriss show or uh, the Tim Ferriss experiment, his TV show, his podcast, his books, a lot of times have been repurposing material that he has found important for himself for an audience that is like himself, that can relate to him. So that, that's been two areas that I've been focused on, uh, you know, um, following. Another has been um, Dave Gerhardt's, I believe his name is. Let's see what his name actually is while I do this. But I uh, signed up for his um, program. He uses Patreon. Uh, highly recommend you check out his program. Look at that. I come up into the LinkedIn and he's the first person there. Uh, 38 minutes ago, he posted. But I've been following him and his he's just a quality, quality dude. Really, really solid, um, uh, you know, content and methodologies for um, becoming a great marketer. I'm going to post his link should totally check that out. Uh, Patreon is the, the platform that he uses. Um, Dave Gerhardt, really, really great. Um, solid, solid marketer. <laughs> he said today, there usually isn't some magic targeting or audience or automation that's holding you back in marketing. Nine out of 10 times, it's the offer. Show me a better offer, I'll show you better results. Note, offer does not mean discount get creative, just solid. So that's been really interesting. Even so let's take that. So the intersection between sales and marketing um, for for this particular, this is perfect. So let's look at this. There usually isn't some magic targeting or audience or automation that's holding you back in marketing. So that's one thing that I've needed to learn. I don't know a lot about targeting audience or automation in marketing. Um, I don't really know a lot about how to make sure my content on social platforms is native. Um, he said nine out of 10 times, it's the offer. So the offer 
is really well connected to sales. I mean, when I'm on a sales call, my target, my goal is to uh, put together an offer for the audience that I'm with. Usually that's one to 10 to 20 people. So if nine out of 10 times the problem, something that's holding you back in marketing is the offer, then I need to learn how to articulate and how to story tell that offer better. Um, show me a better offer, I'll show you better results. Offer does not mean discount. Um, discount is not something that I do in selling. I'm not a proponent of that because it devalues the product in my opinion. There's people all over the map on that, so we won't get into that. That might be for another time. But um, anyway, he's talking about how the offer is a differentiator. So that was really cool. So um, when I think about scaling this learning curve, what I've been thinking about is what is the intersection? Where am I strong in articulating? Um, in selling, what it's made me successful in selling, and how can I leverage those uh, successes into marketing, and how can I scale the learning curve around the different medium and the different maybe nuanced messaging, um, or maybe even a nuanced offer in this case, um, how can I scale that in a meaningful way to provide value both to uh, you know my my sales calls as well as my marketing endeavors. Um, that's that's looked like massive action um, and really trying a lot of things. So for instance, you know going live on here. If you scroll down on my live um, feed or uh, I guess uploads, you could say you could see I started this off by testing for church and have just tried to get on here as much as possible to learn what's been effective. Um, I see that I still have one viewer, would really love to see who this viewer is <laughs> calling you out. But um, if you notice, I don't have a huge following right now. Um, and that's not something that I'm targeting. But in the past 28 days, I had uh, gained one subscriber here on YouTube. So why is that important for me? Because it's not about numbers. It's not about um, you know, the massive results. It's about the slow and consistent build that's learning what's effective, how is it going to be effective for my goals, and where does this fit in um, the full story that I'm trying to tell about my career, about my business, about my customers' businesses. Um, and what I've noticed in marketing is that you're just storytelling in a different way um, than you would in se in selling, and the the thing this the this learning curve has been where to tell that story and how to nuance that story. Um, Gary V's book Jab 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 Right Hook has been an awesome um, another awesome book to learn about how to successfully uh, jab or provide high quality micro content to people um, that you know are interested in engaging uh, with a brand or interested in being entertained, interested in um, you know finding something that is going to give them that escapism or that value that they're looking uh, to derive from their brands. 
Now, I think this was definitely a little bit of a, a 22 minute ramble <laughs> about sales and marketing. Uh, I think, you know, to, sum, to maybe summate or bring everything uh, all together here, the summation, there you go, of everything. Um, there's a couple core things that I've been looking at intersection between sales and marketing, storytelling, audience, and intent. How are you showing up in these two areas between sales and marketing? What is your intent? Who are you talking to? Are you trying to talk to four different demographics or personas? Are you talking to one in your sales and in your marketing? How are you storytelling? How are you nuancing the stories you tell for the medium? The story you tell on a Zoom meeting, on an initial introductory meeting with a potential customer, compared to your YouTube Live Business Over Breakfast show, the stories you tell are a little bit different. The other uh, thing that I wanted to focus on on this uh, session here today was what does becoming a student of marketing look like for me? That's looked like a ton of books, podcasts, of course, as well as reading um, all sorts of stuff on the internet, <laughs> you know, newsletters, blogs, watching tons of videos. And then finally, it's looked at, it's looked like um, evaluating good platforms and using the training tools that those platforms offer, like Google Analytics, Hootsuite, HubSpot, Mar Marketo, um, these different platforms and tools and the training that they offer um, to become a student of marketing. I appreciate you guys. Sorry if this is a little too long-winded. You know what? I'm not sorry. I think that it was uh, helpful for you guys, and I am excited to come back with more uh, tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you joining again for this episode of the Business Over Breakfast podcast. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe and leave a nice review for us on whatever podcast directory, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play that you have chosen to consume this wonderful podcast. Make sure you tune in again and we look forward to seeing you.